Welcome to a brand new Steps of the Met edition of You Know You Love Us. Um, I'm Hannah. I'm Tyler. And today we are joined by a truly thrilling guest, um, longtime friend, but first time guest on You Know You Love Us. We have the hilarious and heartwarming host of the hit pop culture podcast, Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino. He is a tablescape and nostalgia genius and the author of his upcoming book, How Do I Unremember This? Unfortunately, True Stories, now available for pre-order on Amazon. We have the king icon legend himself. Danny Pellegrino. What an intro. Hello, Hannah. You know, I love you and Tyler. We're meeting for the first time, but I feel like I love you already. Same. This is kismet. I feel like this is our meet cute via Hannah setting us up. Like we are purchasing pajamas. We each go for the bottom or top and here we are. Uh, Yeah. I love this. Yes. Um, And you mentioned nostalgia. I don't know if you noticed, I have a Furby behind me now (gasps) on my, in my studio. So I just, I feel like I have to point that out at any time I'm on zoom now. Are you kind of scared that it's going to like, yeah, yeah, that it's going to come to life and like fully Chucky your ass. Sure. Totally. Gremlins. Totally. And yeah. just off frame, I have one of those McDonald's pails from like the eighties, <gasps> nineties. Um, oh I can't, gosh. I can't reach for it. Cause I tore my rotator cuff, but <gasps> oh, <laughs> that could no. also come to life. I have this like fear of, you know, beauty and the beast when all of like the furniture comes to life. Yes. I feel like that pumpkin pail will eventually take over the apartment. Oh my gosh. I, I have to show you this purse. Um, that is my prized possession. <gasps> oh, I love that. It is a wee little McDonald's Happy Meal. <laughs> it's Leather so good. cute. <laughs> it is I very cute. Wait, where'd you get that? So it looks it's just like a Happy Meal box for those right. listeners who can't see. <laughs> yeah, right, right. We're all admiring. <laughs> Not a visual medium. Um, but um, yeah, it's from Box Lunch Gifts. I'm obsessed and I just want it to be filled with fries. But, I love it. you know, for another day, for another day. I it's- still love a Happy Meal. Like I... I, to this day, sometimes I prefer a happy meal. Like if I want a little cheat, but I don't want to go too hardcore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. The small little fry, just a couple of nugs. It's yeah. perfect. A whisper mm-hmm. of Mickey D's. Right, a <laughs> just little whisper. a whisper. I see. I'm the opposite. I'm like, yeah, I love a happy meal for the aesthetic purposes, but then I just want to get like three of them. <laughs> when I was yeah. younger, I was a very overweight child and I used to go and I would get the quarter pounder meal with the toy. Like, so mm-hmm. I, it was like all the other kids would get the happy meal. And I was like, no, I need the quarter pounder. Yes. But I still want the toy. So like my mom would have to pay for that separate. <laughs> I Wait, pay for the toy separate. Yeah. I yeah. think they charged you separate. If you didn't yeah. get the happy meal, you had to pay. I don't know what mm-hmm. it was, but it was I like, yeah. That- well, and the toys right now, it's a very hot moment because they're Disney 50th anniversary toys. So you can pay a dollar for them, uh, which I haven't. I have done several times wow. um, because my husband, Jeff, will still go get uh, he gets a quarter pounder and like a 10 piece nugget. And then it's like throwing a toy for me. <laughs> Being, give me the toy. Know, give me the toy. This yes. is why we're here. Do you remember I like those, the toys, too. Yeah. The yeah. miniature Beanie Babies from the 90s were like 
Oh, do you have Wait, them? Hannah? I literally have Matt for my birthday. My boyfriend <gasps> got me all of them like <gasps> in a, from eBay. It was the whole collection. So I have them just out of frame. I should, I mean, it's not a visual medium, so it probably right. wouldn't help, but I'm going to do, I'll do like an unboxing or something. On you Instagram have because to. He got me the whole thing. All of the mini oh McDonald's. Oh my Beanie God. I, That's amazing. I have a very specific memory of bringing the miniature chocolate, the moose to mm-hmm. show and tell. And I told my friend on the bus, like, what I was bringing. I was like, don't tell anyone like it's a big deal. And he told the whole class right before I went up for show and tell. And when I tell you, I lost <sighs> my fucking mind. I was like okay, sobbing. Wait. So I do have scoop right by me. <gasps> scoop. <laughs> so scoop cute. The Pelican. <laughs> and I have the, it's the McDonald's one. And then the big scoop. Cause scoop was oh. the one scoop. The Pelican was the one that like I brought to my show and tell when I was a kid. Cause this was <laughs> the only real one I had at that mm-hmm. age. Like, cause mm-hmm. we weren't, my mom wasn't buying beanie babies for us. It was like, this was a special occasion. Somebody gave it to me as a gift. And so all the other, like the rich kids always had all of the beanie babies. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. But, yeah. You How know, much were scoop. they like $15 a beanie baby? I mean, oh, no. it depends because then you got those collectors ones. Princess Diana. I, I had that. It was in a collector's box. You had the princess Diana one. <laughs> I did. Oh my God. That's we still like, have it. That's exclusive. <laughs> That was a the piece only of history. exclusive one I had. My dad was like, that's it. You're not getting any other ones. I was just talking to my friend uh, back home in Cleveland, my friend Beth, and she used to work at this place called Fast Photo in high school, and they carried Beanie Babies. <laughs> and somehow Beanie Babies come up. I guess every conversation with me, Beanie Babies come up somehow. But she was telling me like there was this man who would call and do different voices to check in. So he would call and be like, do you have any new shipments? And, and then she'd be like, no, we didn't get it. And she said he would literally call back two minutes later and do a different voice and try to disguise and they all knew but that's like that's the world we were living in at that time wow what i love the time that's like an indie movie waiting to happen though like this lonely man who's like me again just wondering do you have scoop <laughs> and then he's british he like also puts a monocle on just yeah. so he can get into character yes yeah, yeah, yeah. she said he wouldn't even bother waiting and he would use the same like script so it was like he would say the same things, just different voices, and he would not even wait five whole minutes. It was like he just needed them because they were at that time, which was, I believe, around the time of Gossip Girl, since this is a Gossip Girl podcast, you know, <laughs> yeah. circa that era. Yes. I think that uh, it was so intense to get them, and people would do things like that camping out, unhinged, call. Yeah. Oh my God. I Newspapers. feel like Steve, <laughs> Steve Coogan will play him in the movie. I yeah. feel like Steve Coogan has like the perfect energy for that kooky beanie baby man totally. <laughs> in Ohio. Yeah. Totally. I, I, I just also- saw a good doc about it. There's like a whole Ooh. documentary about it. And uh, it's, I think called something in the nineties vice in the nineties. And I think Ooh. that I, we were watching it and I was like, this would make a great scripted movie. Write oh. it. I, I don't know why I was picturing like Jake Johnson. Like he would be the hot Beanie Baby guy. Yeah. You know? Like I was like, why was why was he the person? I maybe it's because. What I does just it say about him. our brains that right. you thought of Jake Johnson? I thought of Steve Coogan. And I thought of Renee Russo. Like that's what's playing in my head. It's just like Renee Russo, which I'm not. I believe the owner of Ty or the company was a man, but for some reason I think it should be Renee Russo. I think Great. so too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Second that. Second that. <sighs> Well, shall we dive into our Gossip Girl questions? <laughs> this is the problem. I can't go on other shows because I just want to talk about Beanie Babies and nostalgia. But that's actually why it's perfect. I'm here. Gossip exactly. Girl exactly. And we like exactly. talking about those things, too. Trust me. Yeah. yeah. Um, Danny, first and foremost, what's your relationship to Gossip Girl? 
Okay, so I didn't watch it when it was on. I know that's not a popular thing. I was more of an OC watcher. And I think when Gossip Girl came on, I just felt, uh, I don't know. I didn't get into it right away. I did, of course, follow all of the blogs. So I remember back in the day, we would read things like Perez Hilton, which I know is gross now. But I think at that time, I was constantly scrolling through that page, Mm -hmm. maybe high school, college for me. Mm -hmm. And I remember following Chase Crawford very intensely. Like Mm -hmm. there were all these rumors that he was maybe gay. And then there was a time where he was maybe gay with JC Chazay, who I love with all of my heart. So I was very in tune with that. And then later on, on, when it went to Netflix, I had binged, I started binging and I never finished. I'm sorry. That's not popular either. I really enjoyed it, (laughs) (laughs) but I watched like two seasons and then life got in the way and I never dip back in, but then I, I watched the reboot. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's my trajectory. I feel like you didn't miss much, you know? I mean, really, like, those first two, three seasons, if you're going to stop, just stop there. Like, yeah. let your imagination do the rest. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. Right. I I mean, I was, like, sort of familiar with what was going on just because I'm a pop culture junkie. So I remember, like, the finale and, mm-hmm. and knowing what happened. and uh, But I had seen the pilot much later, like, circa the start of the Me Too movement is when I dove in to binge mm-hmm. that first season. And so rewatching the or watching the pilot at that time, I was like, whoa. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. It's so crazy. It's like a casual sexual assault. Like, like it's nothing. I mean, there's in so the many. In the yeah. Pilot. In the literal pilot. on like a network TV show. Prime time. Yeah. Like- <laughs> crazy. Oh, crazy. <laughs> but then wild. I also kind of feel like with the reboot, it's sanitized almost too much in my opinion. Mm. Like I, I don't, obviously I don't want there to be like, sexual assault stuff but i think Mm -hmm. part of the fun of that first season of the original is that it's scandalous and i even remember the ad campaign where it was like uh all the quotes of people who didn't want you to watch the show yeah i think the reboot almost tried to course correct a little too much it was still Mm -hmm. still great so far and it's very early on you know it's Mm -hmm. only been half of one season but Mm-hmm. I just want a little more scandal, if that makes sense. Yes, 100%. Yes. I think mm-hmm. they resolve. That's like something we talk about a lot is I feel like on the reboot, they resolve um, conflict too quickly. Like it won't even a fight won't even last a whole episode. And I'm like, no, we need like grudges. We need like pettiness and scandal and people like literally trying to take each other down instead of being like, I'm a bully, you guys. It's like, <laughs> be a bully. Right. We'd love to see yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And there's like all those side characters that I want to be meaner. Like they're supposed to be sort of like the henchman type, mm-hmm. yes. but then they don't let them lean into being henchmen. It's like, they just start to, and then they're like, Oh, well, they're actually a good person. I know they're trying to show layers, but it's like, let people just be <laughs> assholes on TV. Like, yeah. Let them yes. be, and people are fucked up. And so I don't think necessarily they need to teach kids sexual assault, but I think that we can have kids be scandalous and, and assholes and, <laughs> And the viewer should be able to determine like, hey, this is scripted. That's something that happens. Yeah. Right. Right. I I think, yeah, there's like this weird want of not, um, it's like being able to see the good in every single character and being able to root for every character. And I'm like, but I want to root for the bad guys. Like, that's what I loved about Gossip Girl. Yeah. A a Georgina Sparks, a Blair Waldorf, like, you know, uh, a, 
Jenny Humphrey when she's going off the rails. Like that's, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, that's the fun of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, that ad campaign was so fucking brilliant to turn like bad press. I, uh, I still, I'm like, it's iconic. That quote um, that's like every parent's nightmare. Yeah. And it's like Blake Lively, like someone's like behind her and her hair is like all ruffled and her eyes are closed. I'm like, this is scan. <laughs> and weren't they on the cover of like Rolling Stone with their blouses off or something just like laying on each other in sheets yes. or something yes. like that yeah i yeah. remember that yes yep. very clearly yep. <laughs> and chase crawford too i remember i just wanted mm. his hair i mean aside from wanting him it was like i couldn't pull off that like like sort of shaggy like i don't yeah. know swoopy I, straight hair yeah it was like i just didn't look like that but it's like you always try it was the same with devin sawa when i was a little kid mm. it's like my hair doesn't go in a bowl cut but i wanted yeah. a bowl cut <laughs> Like, you wanted straight hair. Yeah, I wanted straight hair yes. my whole life. And it's like, I have curly Italian thick hair. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I love your hair. Yeah, well, you do have great hair. And I did flat have iron a bowl it. cut. Just oh, I tried Sorry. to flat iron it when I was a college student. I had a flat iron for a little while. There's a photo shoot I did like when I was newly in LA and the photos are horrendous because they're just like straight and flat. Iron. I look like I'm, I look like a, a knockoff from uh, an Evanescence knockoff or something like I, it looks like I'm shopping in Hot Topic and I just uh, was like, let me flatten my um, hair. And oh, I had the, the wallet with the chain. Oh my God, a, a capsule of the time. Yes. Really? Oh my God. Who needs, who needs a chain for their wallet? Like to connect their wallet to their belt or something? You don't like, want to lose that? it. <laughs> I shan't lose it. What if it drops? A leash um, for your wallet. A leash. Yeah, a wallet leash. <laughs> Um, who are your favorite characters from the original or the reboot? Okay, well, I think, uh, you know, Chase was what's Chase's name in it? Um, Nate, Nate, Nate was my favorite, Nate Archibald, right? That's Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. he was my favorite in the original again, just looks only. And uh, in the reboot, you know, I'm fascinated by the teacher, the gay teacher, and Rafa, Mm -hmm. yeah, like I think that's a character that they let be problematic and, mm-hmm. and it's fun to watch that. Uh, and also I think that's such a role that would has never been a gay role before. So it's like exciting yes. to get to see uh, that in the, mm-hmm. in the reboot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, you know, the acting, I know they'll get better in the reboot, but some of the acting is tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always say you can really tell who's an actor and who's a model. Yes. So they're all and models, like- right? <laughs> Who do you think is good acting? I think Monet DeHaan is amazing. Mm-hmm. One of Which Julian's henchmen. She? Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, both of Julian's henchmen, actually. I think um Luna and Monet are both great. Mm-hmm. Um Tavi Gevinson uh is floppy air quote a model, but or an actor, but I would argue against that. Tavi is the uh the teacher. Teacher, right? The blonde teacher. You said uh-huh. that sounded just like her. Yeah. Wait, yeah. wasn't she an influencer? Or she a blogger. Wrote, she, yeah, she was like a blogger and she like got really famous really, really yeah. young because she was like putting her shit out there and was a really good writer. And then everyone was like, oh, she's like the moment. Let's put her in like everything. And I'm like, can we just not? It also doesn't make sense to me that she's the teacher because she's she looks sort of the same age as them. And it's yeah. like a weird. And I know the big complaint is like this is problematic for these teachers uh, to be the gossip girl. But it's like I want them to be even more of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I keep mm-hmm. saying that same thing, but it's like, I want the oh. teachers to be fucking nuts. Yeah. But, 
but let them be fucking nuts then. Or or if they're going to be that way, let them be all the way that instead of this weird line. I think that's what's troubling. Yeah, I think everything, everything feels like it's in the middle and it's like, no, we need like these aggressively like opposite ends of the spectrum with these characters because that's what makes it so fun to like root for or against them. Are people coming back in the new one? Have you heard anything? (sighs) We have heard more than me. Yeah. Yeah. I have several friends who will (laughs) like send me anything they hear about on (laughs) Domoha. But I mean, well, we got Nelly Yuki. Thank God. Um, mm-hmm. th- that was a moment. I I have heard that Chase Crawford was the most interested in coming back. <gasps> I would be slain. I mean, I- I'm really and I've heard rumored that there will be a big reveal of one of the original cast members in the last episode, of course, of this season. I just but, got full body chills. I mean, yeah, I just can't imagine Leighton coming back, even though that's all I want. Like, I want Leighton or Blake to come right. back, but I, yeah, they, they wouldn't bring Ed Westwick back. So, no, you know, it's just, yeah. yeah. I hope I we get like, Georgina. Oh, Georgina would be good. Yeah, I feel like great. Chase would because he's got a successful a TV career mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. So to him, right. it's not like it'd be like a fun thing. Okay. Otherwise, I feel like if you don't have a lot going on, you'd be like, I don't want to do that because then it makes me look thirsty. But to him, That's it's true. just like a, a fun yes. little side thing. I mean, he just yeah. did SNL too. Like he seems very in on the joke. Like he's mm-hmm. down to clown. Um, mm-hmm. So I could totally see that for him. Sorry to go mm-hmm. on a tangent, but can I ask y'all something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was recently talking to one of my friends about like we were talking about how like Scott Foley and Carrie Russell are like amazing TV actors. Like they're just fucking great and they work all the time. And then we were talking about how someone like Anya Taylor-Joy is like movie star, like cannot picture her on a TV show. And like we were trying to figure out like what is that X factor that differentiates a movie star from a TV star? Mm-hmm. And like cuz I feel like a lot of the gossip girl people are TV stars. And then Blake Lively though, jumped to movie star but i don't think i love blake and this is no shade to her but i don't think of her as a movie star either You're i feel right. like they tried to make her one and, and it's late late meester too and as someone who has seen country strong upwards of 100 times Same. i love Leighton in that but i don't feel like she gives off sort of like a movie star quality that's just me mm-hmm. but yeah yeah that's great. yeah that's such an interesting point there is like cuz she's so present and I feel like has such a huge presence on Gossip Girl. She's such a great actor, but there is something kind of like missing from both of them. I don't know what it could be. It's like, yeah, because I don't think it has to do with like hotness. Like, you know, like they're both gorgeous. They're both stunning. But I, I don't know. Maybe like they understand the assignment more in TV. I'm not sure. And there's not, I think with uh, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds, I almost feel like they're trying to show us more personality than they have. Like I, (laughs) in terms of like Instagram, like I always see them doing these like cute little, he's always writing about like Blake commented this on Ryan's thing. And it always Uh, just feels like, so like not natural. It's like, okay. Like what it's Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard vibes to me. Like, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which by the way, Mm -hmm. I just read a story about how uh, Kristen Bell made Dax Shepard like suck her nip because her the milk got clogged. And I was like, okay, these two. Like, <laughs> I love that. Maybe, maybe there's some things maybe just we don't need to share with every single person on the planet. 
Yes, yeah, I yes, would agree. Agreed. Like Megan Trainer and her husband and their toilets. Right. Fully support if that happens. You know, relationships, you know, you need to take a dump next to your partner. Fine. But we don't need it in E. (laughs) I don't want to see that. (laughs) I don't need it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Who do you think the most fuckable character is on the reboot or the OG? Oh, on the reboot. The okay. Who's the guy who was sleeping with the teacher? Oh, Max. 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 Yeah. To me, Max, I think. Right. Very mm-hmm. hot. Yeah, yes. it's just got the he's got the most like sexual energy. Yeah, yes, for right? sure. Yeah. yeah. Cheek what bones. do you guys think? Uh, mm. I mean, Ma- Max is uh, I would. Uh, how can you resist one two? Right. I would say Max and Aki really does it for me with his pink hair. Mm-hmm. I feel like he would be a very sweet lover. <laughs> See, I I feel like Aki would be bad in bed like because he's just so he's very <laughs> attractive. Like he's so hot. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I just feel like he would just sort of sit there. Yeah, yeah I feel like right. I, Max would take charge, which is very appealing yes. to me. I also think that uh, Obi, like, while physically, like, he's very hot and, like, much mm-hmm. more my type, I feel mm-hmm. like Obi would be bad in bed, too. Okay. I feel like he would be just a boring kind of, like, selfish lover. And selfish after sure. being in California this long and knowing some actors and stuff, I feel like they're all not... Every single one of them seems like they'd be bad in bed, like these young actors who are on a hit show. Like, I feel like they don't give a shit about any of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or they were just like, they would be so selfish in bed. And it's like, you know, they all have that like young khaki attitude. I just imagine all those guys. I know. I feel like the only actors who would be good in bed would be like ones who are really into Meisner because they're all about connecting (laughs) with your partner. And saying yes to what they give you. Totally. Yeah, they totally. make hard eye contact. They, they don't blink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah or, the, sure. or the like slightly older actors who are like, you know, nearing 40 yeah. and like they yeah. need to really work hard for everything in life. Right. So they would work hard <laughs> in bed. You know, a little extra harder than those 22 year olds. That's Agreed. honestly, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if you could be any character from the original Gossip Girl or the reboot, who would you be? Um, oh God, I feel like I need a quicker answer. Um, you're fine. I think I would be Blake Lively. I feel Mm -hmm. I would want to, I mean, yeah, my dream of dreams. It's almost like, I feel like every gay man has that, uh, fantasy of being like a female pop star or something where like all the guys want them. And like, you know, you get to choose the man for your video and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I would want to be like one of the girls who was like, just choosing who to sleep with. And like, Mm -hmm. all the guys were like, I want to sleep with her. Yeah, that's why I would yes. be. Yeah, how about yes. you? I mean, I, I in my heart, of course, I want to be Blair. I also know that I would be cast as like the extra who didn't know where she was going. You know, so like I'm trying to be realistic, but in my heart of hearts, absolutely, I want to wear the I want to wear the couture. I want to have on the headbands. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah, I I want to bequeath the crown to Jenny Humphrey. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What a life. I want to go to Paris. I want my dad mm-hmm. to live in Paris. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Blair's life is definitely like the dream. And I identify a lot with her dramatics of like, she really never has anything that bad going on, but she's always right. like she's sulking over like a boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I, I will say I, if I could be anyone, I would be Lily Vanderwoodson. And I've said that before and I'll mm-hmm. say it again. I think mm-hmm. she is so chic. I think she's so beautiful. I love that she's 
fucking rich as fuck, but also is down to like drink a beer on the floor of Rufus's loft, like and get yes. a little high. Like she's just the the rich mom energy that I dream of someday having, you know? Is it weird to think about like now if if I was cast in that show, which I would never be, but if I was, it'd be like as one of their grandfathers or something. Like I feel like <laughs> Now, cut you know, to I'm you being 30s. cast in the reboot in like right. a year. Yeah, like I just feel like I'm in my 30s and I'm going to be cast as like someone's grandpa if I were if I yes. were on the show. It's like that's, well, that's the hard truth. That's so that's funny you say truth. that because <laughs> we recently watched an episode with Nate's grandpa and I'm like, this man is like 52 years old. Like he's yeah. not a grandpa. Right. right. And he has like 15 or, grandchildren. Yeah. That was the other thing. Like yeah. generation on like he yeah. is a great grandfather. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, it's like um Amy Poehler and Mean Girls. She was like three years older than Rachel McAdams playing her mom. And it's like, oh my God. That's, that's I would wild. Be hard, that would fuck me up so hard. Like I would literally Same. need so much therapy just from like the casting of one role mm-hmm. <laughs> to play yeah. someone's father that's just that's your like Elise Elliott moment of like oh I'm playing the, the hot Absolutely. young lead and they're like no <laughs> Monique's mom you're Monique's mom yeah oh Monique's my- mom Oh my god. Uh, oh, that's the hard truth. Listen, we're there. I mean, Hannah and I are elders on TikTok. So yeah. you know, we're all there. Yeah, I'm, Danny, I'm at least ashamed. you you drew a line in the sand and you said TikTok, not for me. And I no, admire I that. do it. I, I tried uh, briefly, but I can't do it. There's nothing I don't understand. Maybe one day I'll try again, but at this point, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I just it's so stressful to think like I put so much time and energy in it. Instagram and Mm -hmm. really made that my career for of sorts for a long time. And then the idea of having to learn another one, I'm like, man, I can't do it. Although I know people say that's where it's at. I know. I know. And, but there's, yeah, there's something about it that just makes me feel ancient when I'm on there. And I think Mm -hmm. it's the idea of like, Oh, right. I have to be on this all the time. So I know what is what sound I need to use, what type of video I need to make. And I'm like, I just don't have patience for that shit. You know, yeah, it's a lot. I just was on there the other day and I noticed Drew Barrymore's posting a lot. And it's like all different stuff from her other her Instagram thing. And I was like, Mm -hmm. man, there's no way she wants to do this, but she's got the show now. And so people are forcing her to do TikToks. And I just feel, imagine her being like, what the fuck do you want me to do? Right, (laughs) right, right. Because they're making her do crazy things. And it's, and yeah, there's certain TikTok trends that people follow. And it's like, unless you're in the know, Mm -hmm. you're like, what do I have to do? Right. Like, unless you're interacting with the app, which I assume Drew Barrymore is not her people are. And they're like, this is what they're doing now. So you need to walk through this door in your bathrobe and then walk out in glam. And it's like, oh, okay. Okay. And the housewives do that crazy thing. They do that too. Like where it's just like, they'll pick on the TikTok trend way after it's a trend. And to me, it just feels so uncomfortable when I see Luann posting a TikTok trend. I'm like, Luann, like, this is embarrassing. She's and I know, brain, Luann. Right. <laughs> and I know their, her social media, like, I know all of their social media people, the housewives. And it's like, I know the housewives don't even know what this is. Right. And then they do it. And I'm just so, it makes me cringe. Mm-hmm. Like, Ramona doesn't need to be on TikTok. Oh, God. Like she, none no. of them do. 
No. <laughs> Seeing them attempt like a cool transition, like they're like, I'll step on my phone and then I'll be in a gown. Yeah. And I was in sweat. I lit. I mean, send me into the cringe. Ocean. I, can- I know. Yeah. So cringe. And they were especially over the quarantine period. Uh, they were really leaning into the dancing too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't want to see Bethany dancing on TikTok. <laughs> no. I there was a point where Mario Lopez, like once a day, was posting some video of him dancing with the kids and it's like mario lopez you are a 50 plus <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, like listen up slater i'm not interested <laughs> bethany's tiktok is particularly harrowing and i was literally just looking at her videos before we got on here because she clearly wants to be like hip and in the know and young but she's so tense so you can mm-hmm. literally always see her being like so what you're going to do next when you make this, when you make this gnocchi that I'm making, like it always feels so pushed and forced, but she wants to come off as like easy, breezy and relatable so badly. It's dark sided. And she always will brag in interviews about how she hates social media. She doesn't know how to use it, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, she is the opposite of that. Like I have, mm-hmm. a, I know people who've seen her on vacation and said they just see her walking around the resort like this with their phone out. And it's mm-hmm. like, she's just trying to convince us that she's over social media. It's like, she's more obsessed with it than anyone mm-hmm. and it's Higher. like yeah and she also says in interviews that she like this is how she is and she doesn't care she wants people to see her you know no makeup and blah 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 and then it's like well when i had you on my show you said i wasn't allowed to use the video <laughs> <laughs> so what's the truth and now sorry, we said it but tell us the it. truth all right <laughs> i shouldn't have said that but i did <laughs> But it's like, I'll see her and saying like, this is me. I don't care what people think of me. This is, you know, no makeup warts and all. And it's like, well, what was that big stink you made about me not using your video? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's just like pick a lane because it's like, there's nothing wrong with being like a Dorit who's like, I love full glam. I like taking the time to do it. It makes me feel good. Fine. But yeah, I think it's like, you can't, I I believe Bethany says this. You can't be smart and stupid. Has she said that before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like you can't at the same time be like, I'm so relatable. I don't give a shit about glam when like you do like and you can also just not talk about it. Like you if if you are sort of in the middle, then just don't make it a point to like brag about how you don't care about glam and how you're like always always showing yourself and or that you hate social media. And then like you're posting more than anyone else on social media. It's like you can still promote your businesses and everything and, and keep active without being what she is, where she posts literally her every single second of her day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like that's not for work. Like that's excessive. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. We just yes. dragged Bethany for like 10 I minutes. Mean- but truly, Bethany has had right. like a like gizmo to gremlin evolution over the years where it's just like she's become a monster, like someone fed her after midnight and it just gave her a big glass of a skinny girl after midnight and she became a nightmare of herself. And it's sad. She, she's on my brain right now, too, because I was just on my I was walking and I was listening to her podcast and it's like just her rants are just troubling and they feel so out of touch and everything. Yeah. And for yeah. someone who made their brand relatability, right? I think that's a hard thing for us all to to grasp because it's like when we first met her, that was what we all latched onto was like she was yeah. the relatable underdog, and yeah. now it's like hearing some of the out of touch things she says. It's, it's a lot. Jill likes that you're the underdog. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think she likes that you're the underdog. 
And then it turned out to be true. I hate Ramona, but she was psychic in that moment. I mean, did you guys read the book? I mean, there's like a Brava book that just came out. Not all diamonds and rosé. Yeah, it's like really good. And I want to order it like right now. Okay, read it. It's really thorough. And I was shocked at how good it was. I saw some of the Carol and Andy drama unfolding on Instagram. Like they hate Mm -hmm. each other. And it's fascinating. I mean, there's like a lot of it's Andy's imprint did it. And it doesn't make him look great. Like there's a lot of stuff in there that it's like, wow, they, mm-hmm. you, you guys kept that in. <laughs> if it was my imprint. I would look like all sunshine and rainbows. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, I have to read yeah. it. I was just listening to your podcast episode with the author. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's good. I'm not just saying that here I am promoting the book. I don't know why, but it's good. <laughs> But oh, so we were talking about Bethany doesn't come across yes. well in it either. There's like just oh. a lot of good stuff in there. Oh, yeah. all right, all right. Um, wait, okay, was there? You, wasn't Tinsley on Gossip Girl? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Danny, you're such a pro. Um, you brought it full circle. Okay. So because I know listeners were start, listeners were starting to check out because they were like, "This is a Gossip Girl <laughs> podcast," and this guest came on comes on, <laughs> doesn't know the characters' names, and just starts talking about Bethany Frankel for 20 minutes. <laughs> And so I had to bring it back around because I know I lost those listeners and they're mad at me. And I, <laughs> listeners, I love you. I'm sorry. I don't want like, them to get mad. They'll leave a bad review and say, what? I, this is a Gossip Girl podcast. <laughs> well, first, he talked first about be- a Furby for 10 minutes and then <laughs> yeah. brought up Bethany Frankel. I tuned in for Gossip Girl. <laughs> like, how dare you start talking about Beanie Babies and pricing? You know, people yeah. get mad. They leave yeah, your review. That. that happens in my show. People, if they're topic they don't like they're like why do you talk about i don't know home goods for 25 minutes <laughs> why not that's the real question is like why not? tune out or fast forward because <laughs> get get on the ride or get off baby because this is where we're going <laughs> this is where we're headed oh my god um okay if you could have any food or beverage while you were sitting on the steps of the mat with blair with her minions what would it be uh, I mean, I'd like to think I would eat something like chic and easy to eat because I wouldn't want to look like a big fat pig, just like scarfing something down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, the immediately comes to mind is Dantana's chicken parmesan. It's like this restaurant here, uh. which is really messy. So I I wouldn't look great eating it on the steps, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I would definitely be like, and I could imagine myself, you know, when you're eating outside, you don't really have access to tons of silverware. Like I just imagine I have one plastic fork that I'm like trying my damnedest not to break on the chicken Parmesan. So I'm just having like stab that chicken Parmesan cutlet with the plastic fork. And I have to just eat it whole with, and bite it off because there's no knife. I imagine they forgot to pack a knife or maybe they did pack a knife. But then when I try to cut like the knife broke in half. So now I just have a plastic fork. And then at a certain point, halfway through the, the plastic fork actually breaks in half. And I just have to use half a plastic fork that's still in the thing. Just the point. And so I imagine like that's how I'm eating next to the gals. And then in terms of drink, I think I'd probably do a uh, LaCroix. I'm a big, I drink LaCroix. like, um, what's the one? I like the red one, the, um, not the raspberry. Pamplemousse, I guess. Pamplemousse. Pample. No, mm-hmm. not the pan. No, no, I used to like no. the pamplemousse. Now I like the. There's another one. I'm sorry, I can't think of it. It's red no. or pinkish. Oh, okay. now I'm we'll curious. We'll no. figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. look it up. <laughs> Great. That's like everyone. I sit think- tight, listeners. Right. Sit tight. I'm looking <laughs> up something. <laughs> That's sit tight. Think about you. something else. Talk amongst yourselves. 
Hibiscus. Hibiscus. That's a refreshing That's one. A I like one. that one. Mm-hmm. What do you guys? What's your favorites? Of LaCroix? Yeah. I fuck with the Pomplamous or just the regular clear flavor. Oh. Clear? Just like what? The, the blue I've can. I've never heard someone say clear in my whole life. Yeah. It's so refreshing. Oh, wow. Hannah, I thought I knew you. <laughs> the clear. I love the clear. The clear of it all. Oh I'm a purist. There's no flavor. It's just purist. clear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm shocked. That's Tyler, the, what about you? Um, I like the, I think it's the cerise, the, like the cherry lime, like cherry Ooh, lime made moment. Love that. Um, I too enjoy a hibiscus moment. Honestly, all of them, except for maybe lime. I don't know why. Oh, I see, I, I used to, yeah. I used to fuck only with the lime and then mm. I got into, then I did pamplemousse and now I'm like yes. almost exclusively hibiscus. Yeah. Yeah. The limoncello mm-hmm. flavor is fucked up. It's not good. Oh, I don't like that one. And I don't coconut, like it. Yeah. Like, why is it creamy? I don't want like my sparkling water mm-hmm. to be creamy. It's weird. I, my boyfriend always yells at me because I'll leave them around the house. Cause I literally drink like five a day, but sometimes I'll only get like a couple sips because I only like them mm-hmm. when they're fresh. Yes. If, oh, immediate, yes. if I don't drink it immediately and I'm mm-hmm. talking within 45 seconds, <laughs> I'm done. Like, just, oh my God. So you're like, you you're like, chug a, La- a LaCroix. I will yeah. chug it. Burns your throat. Cause that doesn't, that carbonation <laughs> don't last long. Like the, <laughs> yes. And it's bad once it's not, if it's not ice cold and freshly carbonated. Mm-hmm. So not if good. the doorbell rings and I miss the chug, then I'm going back to it. I'm throwing it away because it's just <laughs> not good anymore. Recycling respectfully. Yeah, that's fair. So you're like the little girl from signs, but with LaCroix, like they're just <laughs> all over, all over your house on every surface. And we do have a creepy manager who also like walks outside our window, like the aliens and signs. And it's like, <laughs> a, so it is very similar to that. His oh, name is oh, God, shout out. Um, Great. Dragging Great Bethany, dragging. I know I should have censored his name because what if he listens to this and then I'm going to get yeah. kicked out of the Hopefully house. Bet. Good thing. Yeah. Good thing. I'm, we might be moving because. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I love this Dantana's moment for you. I've never been to Dantana's in LA. Tyler, we should go while you're here. Okay, done. Oh, I'm coming too. I'm going to invite myself. You're invited. I've never Italian. I mean, I don't love all the, obviously Chicago really does have the best Italian food, I think. Mm -hmm. But in terms of LA Italian food, it's like top of the list. Kathy Hilton loves Dantana's fun fact. The Hilton no, family told me about Craig's in LA, which is like very much a celebrity. And I never liked the food there. Really? Mm-hmm. It's always just like overpriced. And I'm like, wow, I spent all that money and it wasn't even good. That mm-hmm. sucks. Have you gone as a walk-in or is it like Dorcia and American Psycho and you have to make like a reservation like seven months in advance? I think I've only gone with the reservation, but I've gotten takeout from there too. And mm-hmm. no matter when I've got, there's been a few, a handful of times I've tried Craig's and, mm-hmm. and then I always think, why didn't I order Dantana's? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a fair Wait. question. Can I ask your favorite Italian place in Chicago? Ooh, good question. Oh my God. I don't, I, I, it's been a really long time since I've been there. So I can't even think of a name. Okay. That's, um, fair. That's fair. Or pizza. Do you, did you have a fave pizza? I'm a, I'm a Giordano's person. I'm not mm-hmm. a Luminati's. I, although I'll happily eat a Luminati's when it's right. in front of me. Love yes. it. Right. But yes. Giordano's is in terms of deep dish. I, I go with that. How about yeah. you? Are you? Yeah, I'm. I 
my husband is a Lou Malnati stan. I, again, I'll eat a pizza. I'm not going to turn a pizza away. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was originally a Gino's East gal. Mm -hmm. That was was it for me. I love the cornbread crust. But Mm -hmm. yeah, Giordano's really does it. I just think they do it right. I still, we get Giordano's all the time, like the frozen ones. Mm -hmm. And the frozen ones are much better than the frozen Lou Malnati's. Although, you know, uh, again, still love Lou Malnati's sent me free pizza ones. So we still love them. (laughs) See, I'm a lose. I'm a lose kind of gal. But again, yeah, I love deep dish pizza in general. So I'm never going to be like, what do I do with this gorgeous flaky deep dish pizza in front of three inches of cheese? Like, ew. What did what did she say on Emily in Paris that everyone got all up in arms God, about? She was the worst. She yeah, dragged she Lou Malnati's. I think she. Oh, yes. That's why they sent me free pizza, I think. <laughs> oh, my God. Because wait, were Hannah, were you on my show when this happened or somebody? I don't know. I was talking about Emily in Paris and like, I was like, fuck her. <laughs> I was like, so mad at her. And again, I'm a Giordano's oh person, goodness. but I was so fucking pissed at that girl in the show or whoever wrote that about Lumonati's. Mm-hmm. So I like went off about it and then Lumonati's sent me free pizzas. So they were like, That's thank incredible. you for defending our honor, Danny Pellegrino. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I stick also... up for stick up for what I believe in. You mm-hmm. have to. I liked when you made that Sometimes meme. you gotta get political. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like when you made that meme of like uh what was it like a like a baguette posting a photo or or SpongeBob, wasn't it? Oh, yes, yes, it was SpongeBob <laughs> like holding a baguette with a little like beret. And it was like she posts a photo of a baguette and gets like thirty thousand followers. I was infuriated watching that show. <laughs> and I will gladly watch season two, but I was that week and I watched it. It was just like, man she's an influencer immediately from posting a fucking photo of a baguette. <laughs> and it was like nothing special. It wasn't even a good photo of the baguette. It was just right. like, really? And then all of a sudden, so many people want to follow Emily in Paris. It's like, nobody would want to follow you. No, you'd get, Thank you'd you. get 10 followers. You'd have, she'd probably buy her followers in real uh-huh. life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh disgusted by her (laughs) and this is coming from a man who literally posted a meme like every day for like years on end to build a social media following and that's how it's done she didn't do none of that she just got herself a baguette went to paris and then suddenly she's uh getting all these deals Mm -hmm. emily doesn't have the grit to be an influencer okay she just doesn't yeah you're right you're right yeah Yeah. she just seemed to remind me of like so many of those basic people you see on instagram that try to be an influencer Mm -hmm. and you know you just look at them they're basic photos that aren't unique at all. And you're like, this is a unique photo. Yeah. Yes. They're like candle on a table. And you're like, yeah. I'm sorry. What kind of brand content did you think this was going to create? Like, yeah. what are you? I can't. They're yeah, like, I, I had a latte on. today. And if you do that, there are women in particular who do that well. Like yeah. I'm happily happy to follow someone who posts pictures of like their food or their lattes or something, but like, it has to be a good photo. Like yes. it can't just be Emily was just like real quickly being like snap and not even set nothing up or anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> there was no strike. There was no, no. right. No lighting. Like that didn't come into question. Oh, it's all it reminds yeah. me of my Instagram in like 2013, where like I would take a picture of my cup of coffee and be like vibes. Yeah, and right. like it, yeah. was, it was pretty yeah. sad. I archived I just, all those photos just so I could look back and laugh. 
I looked back <laughs> at an old Instagram post that I did. It showed up on my time hop app and it was just a picture of like Starbucks pumpkin bread, which is like such, <laughs> it's mass made. Like it's not even unique in any way. And I like tried to, I put like an artistic filter on it. Yes, but you just see like the Starbucks bag behind of it. And it's like, I really thought I was doing something. And it's like, <laughs> They mass produce that shit. And that bread is hard when you get it. It's not even yeah. a good pumpkin bread. I'll eat it, but it's not well-made. The best. Oh my God. We all did that though. Everyone was like, oh, give, give me a Nashville filter. Give me a border yes. that makes it look like a Polaroid. Like that was I the hated moment. Those, those one borders there was like, I don't even know how to explain it. Borders used to be a big thing yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big mm-hmm. thing. Or I would always like take pictures of my shoes, like the flats I was wearing to work. Like, yes. I was like, I'm on my way to work at Barney's. And then it would be like just the the pointed like toe of it all. Yes. And then like the bridge and the river. And I was like, Jesus Christ, Tyler, like what were we fucking <laughs> doing? This is enough. We it's were all enough. like Emily and you yeah, see, we, we didn't get all, the followers. Right. It didn't, didn't get, work out. Okay. So that's, that's our thesis statement. Like, uh, th- th- you know, like it's been proven. Our hypothesis has been proven. We all yes. tested Emily's theory and it didn't work for any of us. Fuck Emily. Out. Fuck <laughs> Emily. I'm excited for season t- two because of Antoine, yeah. her inappropriate oh, yeah. boss who like mailed her lingerie for no reason, but he's very hot. I'll for sure be watching every moment they give us. We needed it. We needed it. You said this, Danny. We needed Emily in Paris to come out last year to unite us. Um, we all mm-hmm. needed to hate it together on the internet. Like it was, yeah, it, was it was good for the soul. It was a fun week. It was a yeah. fun week of all of us just like <laughs> ragging on this show. But then it, it turned to unfun when they won Emmys or got nominated yes. for Emmys. It was like, really, this is too far, people. Yeah. It was yeah. fucked up. Really no, fucked up. I, I wanted everyone to keep hating it. That was really, that was like fuel for me yeah. during the yeah. pandemic, for sure. Kept yeah. us alive yeah. more than the CDC did. Right. <laughs> did now more, we said it. Did more than the administration ever did to keep yep. us alive. Yep. Yep. Emily in Paris. Emily in Paris. <laughs> Trump wishes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yes. if Trump posted a picture of a baguette in Paris, people would like him more. The uh, listeners, they're like, now they're talking about Trump. Right? <laughs> I don't tune in for politics. Everyone in Wisconsin. Yeah. 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 Now they got political on me. I tune into a Gossip Girl podcast. They said something about Trump and baguettes. <laughs> Getting so dang political on my Gossip Girl podcast. <laughs> Oh I thought God. this was a bipartisan podcast. Now they're talking about <laughs> Trump and baguettes. We did actually get a review pretty early on, like around yeah. the election last year when someone's like, I don't come to this podcast to be told that my beliefs are wrong. And we were like, well, listen to another Gossip Girl podcast then, because <laughs> that's how we feel. Yeah. And you're yeah. thinking like sometimes on my show, too, it's like I didn't even think I got political or something. It's like, yeah, <laughs> right. be like, how dare you get political? It's like, what did I say? I said, like. <laughs> I hope people don't die or something. Right. Yeah, like something very uh, universally agreed upon. Innocuous. Right. Innocuous. Our uh, final question for you, Danny, is what would your signature gossip girl look be? Would it be like a bow tie, a blazer, a headband? That's a good question. You know, I was really into suspenders for a brief moment in time, like around that mm-hmm. era. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picture I went to see Adele before she was like really Adele. You know, she it was like a really small club, so it wasn't she wasn't performing. I think like nineteen was that her first one? Yeah, it had just mm-hmm. come out. 
uh, which I believe was around Gossip Girl. It was like <gasps> Chasing Pavements, I think was the oh, song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh but I had a look that I wore to this concert that I really still think it was such a that era, but it was like suspenders and a tie. Or I used to love a vest with mm-hmm. jeans, like a yeah. suit vest mm-hmm. with jeans, skinny tie. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I think of that era too, I was really into, this is more of a signature OC look, but I wanted to have like the leather choker, like Ryan, mm-hmm. yes. you know, I had like a leather shoestring that I tied around my neck at the time Hot. and like the, bra- I loved like a leather cuff cuff on my, mm-hmm. like a Lynn curtain cuff for listeners mm-hmm. probably don't know who that is, but <laughs> I liked like a leather cuff on my wrist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my God. I just know I Danny, if I had known you, then I would have had like the biggest crush on you. I've been like, who's this like punk prince over there at the Adele concert. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, yes. I, I don't know that I was punk at that. I think that was more, I guess it was, it felt like a little more preppy, like yeah, more I put guess together in like an Abercrombie moment. But I had my punk years back, I, my Pacific Sunwear days for sure, where I, oh, that was yes. with the wallet chain and the, yes. um, the big ass jeans mm-hmm. just didn't oh. fit anyone. The Jankos? Did you have Jankos? I didn't do the Jankos, but I had like okay. a step under Jankos. Okay. Yeah. But you yeah. know, in the, in the Midwest, <laughs> yeah. like people who wore Jankos or really any jeans, they would all get so dirty at the bottom. I remember in high school, yes. like everyone would just walk around with like the, the uh, uh, lowest six inches of the jeans would always be a different uh, color because of the snow. Yeah. And the yes. salt dragging Ugh. on the ground, they'd be like crusted over and like nope. falling apart. And if I, mean, I was uh, a parent, yeah. if I was mm-hmm. a parent, my kid came in the house with those, like I wouldn't want those jeans like on the couch or in the, I would be such a germaphobe about it. Right. Yeah. Go change crusty right now. Jeans? Get your crusty jeans out of my house. Ugh. Yeah. They were disgusting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you guys have signature looks? Would you, what, kind of style would you pop into Hannah. I think I would go I think it depends on the time today I think I would go kind of like androgynous like oversized button downs and blazers and like mm-hmm. shorts and boots like bike shorts and boots very Julian Calloway from the reboot mm-hmm. um, but in 2009 I really operated from like a place of Serena where I loved like a fringy pair of boots and like a bohemian like mm-hmm. tunic mm-hmm. and like big flowy vests were skinny scarves a gossip girl thing? I believe so. they were more like I, they were definitely true to that period because I feel like I can picture like Lauren Conrad like very distinctly in like a yeah yeah I with feel like, like a tank top and Rufus wore one once I think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh um uh Rumples did um, yeah yeah well, I don't even remember the real Aaron. character's name Aaron yeah yeah, yeah. Serena's like weird um, photographer boyfriend yeah he yeah. always wore a skinny scarf yeah. <laughs> It was like that delicately was like draped. Like right. it was like okay, he right, went to right. NYU. Yeah. Right, right. Right. Yeah. And wasn't yeah. Chase Crawford with Lauren Conrad or wasn't that like a rumor? That was a rumor at one point, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I always forget about. But like, wow. I mean, when reality stars date like actually famous people, it always kind of blows my mind. And I don't know why it does, because they were surely at all the same like young Hollywood parties and stuff. But mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine all the hookups that like, we don't know about. Do you ever think about that? Like, I wonder like who did Kristen Cavallari hook up with that we don't know Mm -hmm. or who did, who was Nick Lachey sleeping with at Mm -hmm. after a club one night? Like I need Mm -hmm. all these people to just tell me. 
I think yeah. about Lindsay Lohan's sex list like all the time. Her sex list was like tip top. Like it everyone was just... you would want to have sex with, and yep. then some were on the sex list. Mm. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it was like Jamie Dornan before he was like Jamie Dornan. Yeah. Like, Good for yes. you, Linz. Yeah. She was ahead of the curve. She she found him. Mm-hmm. She's a so talent good. scout. And a lot of them were blurred out. They Us Weekly printed it. And it's like, was it blurred out from Us Weekly or did Lindsay just not remember? <laughs> I mean, <sighs> yeah. Honestly, mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah. And good for her, by the way. Not slut shaming. I'm jealous. No, to be hot and young in Hollywood, uh, like literally check off that fuck it list. You know what I mean? Like I would. Right. <laughs> um, Leighton was with Sebastian Stan for mm-hmm. several years during filming and they met on set. And then I love the rumor that they, which I think is honestly logical, that they kept bringing him back um, because they were still dating, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, truly, we've said it before, like, what what a blessed life for Wait, them to be together. Was Army Hammer was on the original Gossip Girl? Was he ever uh, linked to any of the women on that show? I don't, I don't think so, but I also I wouldn't be shocked so. if he, like, hooked up with Blake Lively or something. Mm-hmm. And then Leighton Meester is married to Adam Brody now, which mm-hmm. goes back to the OC. Okay. And did she, who did she date before that? Like, wasn't there, a, cause I feel like she had some pretty high profile or am I making that up? No, I mean, yeah. Aside from Sebastian Stan, I don't know if she dated anyone else on the show. Yeah. Um, but I love that she dated him before he was like, oh, I'm He's be so sweet. hot. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, Bucky, like he can do no wrong. He's just like, yeah. yes, I have a beautiful robot arm. Yes, I am still so attractive with long or short hair, whatever mm-hmm. you would like. And He's I've loved great. a robot arm ever since Beyonce's single ladies. Like Thank about you. that whole era, she was wearing the robot arm. <gasps> she was the original Bucky, which yes. maybe she deserves rights for. She's you know? the real winner soldier. Yes, yes, she's the real winner soldier. <laughs> Sasha Fierce is the real winner soldier. <laughs> That's I want to see Beyonce in a Marvel movie. Oh my God. I think Leighton, though, wasn't she rumored to be with Garrett Headland from Country Strong? Oh. Or maybe I'm making that up. Garrett Headland, aka Emma Roberts's man and baby daddy. Who's also, I find him so hot. Like, he seems like he'd be mean to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, his face is pictures. so like chiseled where I'm like, I feel like he has like resting rude face. I feel like he's one of those guys who's like so attractive, but then tries to make himself look less attractive, mm. like with the hair and just like not grooming quite mm-hmm. as he should. Mm-hmm. But I like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are lots of rumors, but nothing was ever confirmed. But there are a ton of photos of them holding hands. So I'm Interesting. like, okay. Interesting. I know I keep talking about Country Strong, but I just really love that movie. It's I've never seen it, y'all. Film. Fun fact. Oh, Hannah, go watch it. I will. Yeah. After this, I'll, I'll go watch it. Did you watch Hanging Up? Danny, I couldn't finish it. Oh my God. How dare you, Hannah? That's a wrap on Danny. Bye, <laughs> ladies. Thank you. I need to, okay. It is I need bad, to but I get it. I think I just wasn't in the right headspace. I was in like an antsy mood. And I feel like that's a movie you need to be like ready to sink into your couch and just like mm. draw the blinds and like. Mm. It's very slow. Yeah. Yeah. I was in an antsy mood. And then I tried to watch the Selma Blair documentary, which I don't know why I thought that would like be better. Oh, wait, no. Selma Blair doc was before hanging up. Hanging up was the solution to the fact that the Selma Blair doc was not out yet. Oh, so you didn't watch Selma Blair doc. It's not out yet. Yeah. Oh, I, I want to watch it. I hear it's good. I know. I love her. I love her. Um, well, that was our last question. Do you have any final thoughts, Danny? I mean, thank you so much for this amazing conversation. This oh, thank you so much for having me. 
And I just want to say that um, in the words of Gwyneth Paltrow, it's important to always remain country strong, hard to break. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the rest of the lyrics to her, her signature song in country strong. Um, but I just, yeah, I, I think, um, uh, I think I'm country strong, hard to break like the ground I grew up on. You may fool me and I'll fall, but I won't stay down long. Cause I'm country strong. Yep. It's beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you so thank much. Wow. wow. And pre-order my book, everyone. Yes. <laughs> Will you please plug like everything? Yeah. You can follow me on social media at Danny Pellegrino. I have a podcast called everything iconic and a Christmas spinoff podcast uh, called a very merry iconic podcast. And then my book, it's a collection of stories that I hope our people will laugh with or at. Uh, it's called How Do I Unremember This? And you can get it from IndieBound, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, wherever you could pre-order. It comes out March 8th of next year. But pre-orders, I love I love people who pre-order because it's important. Okay. That was gross to plug all that. I'm sorry. No, no. please do. Everyone make sure the guy comes on here and talks to Trump <laughs> and now he's plugging his books. <laughs> Sorry. Everyone, make sure you follow Danny and pre-order his book and listen to his podcast. And yes. okay, I love uh, you. Thank both. you. Thank you so much. Love We're you. So and grateful. and rate and res- rate and review this podcast because it's super important. So hop on over to Apple if you're listening. You know you love us, and give a five star review. If you're going to rate it less than five star, then just get out of there. Go do something else <laughs> with your time. But five stars only. We love you. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You know love